with a cane pole in his hand. Like a pool of dreams sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus player. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away. Good morning. 7.01 a.m. on a beautiful Sunday morning. Test, here in test. The Central Texas. Test, testing Austin, one, Texas. two. What, what is that voice? Live I, music I hear capital str- of the world. I hear a strange voice over there. It's not a strange voice. It is the voice of the Outdoor Zone. So welcome to the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. We have a guest in the house today. <laughs> yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning live. 7 to 9 right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network or 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com and all your sound systems. Come on, podcast, podcast you know, Stitcher, iHeart, SoundCloud, my iTunes. Name, my name is TJ Graney. I'm your host with Cody Ryan. And that's the... Best I'll say about that. <laughs> Beefsteaks in the house. Oh, yeah. Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets early, makes sure the gate gets open. The old pot belly stove gets fired up. And uh, screen door got a couple screws in it this morning. Little it's it's extra cold. foil on nice the cool. extra foil on the coat hanger out there to make sure the signal gets out to all three of our listeners. Do, 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 do. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Man, amazing weather. Still got the allergy stuff floating around in it. I was in a dusty area most of the day yesterday. I was at the Flies and Flames event yesterday. You better explain that one. Being and, in Austin, uh, you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, Flies what and is, Flames, <laughs> live on 4th Hello. Street. <laughs> Come join us. What did you wear? On 4th Street for the Flames and Flames parade. Why are you asking me parade? what I wore? Uh, well, I wore this Paisel shirt with oh. kind of a... No, <laughs> a I, onesie? Uh, I yeah. was... Uh, it was Flies and Flames. So it was uh, Trey Webb and Scott McGuire, the guys that did... Oh, oh uh, there he is, right there. Hey, say hi to mom for me, Granny. Uh, and they <laughs> nothing's are, changed. They no. are, I, I missed two weeks. <laughs> More than two weeks, and man. TJ's phone. TJ's phone just, I got just things, goes off. I, I got things beginning. going on. How many years has this has been doing this? Sitting here 
The same play. You want to keep it I raw. I used to have to carry real. the whole big bag in and set it down and <laughs> then plug the phone in the wall. He's getting better. Um, so they are the guys that founded the Fly Fishing Film Tour here in Austin, and they do the they they left that and they moved into Flames and Flies and Flames, which is uh, for the Austin angler, the Austin fly fishing angler, and Central Texas. Central Texas. Central Texas angler. Sounds so much and, cooler. Yeah, it does. And then the burger, <clears throat> uh, or barbecue, right? Right. Had, uh, man, the the hit of the day was the quail. They were cooking quail quarters. Lorde, lorde, lorde. Quarters. So, uh, wow, that sounds cool. On it a was stick? good. It was, was it on a stick? It was, uh, no, 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 no. It was just... <laughs> Turn the phone <laughs> off. <laughs> Nothing is that important. Guys, don't worry about me. <laughs> yeah. We worry about you. I was in uh I was in the park near the house, saw the deer chasing. Deers. I saw the bucks chasing the does. So Oh yeah. <clears throat> I know I don't think that was necessarily because of the uh the I don't think it's full ship. I don't think it's rut here yet. No, I think some I, of the deer are a little feisty. Yeah, that cool weather blows in. It happens every time. You get a little, you know. Yeah, yeah all it, of us. They're not. I, think, I don't think they're in probably poor rut, but they're av- they're obviously because this this old boy he was head down. Cuckoo. Get the deer? Or you? <laughs> yeah, the, the deer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was head down too. It was at the end of the run. So it's pretty much. <laughs> the end of the rut for you. So and uh, Cr, you just. Did the Mega Drive? Yeah, all the way back from. Well, I Alabama. heard the show last week, and I thought, "Oh man, I got to get back." So, wow. No, I'm kidding. So I uh, he didn't listen. Yeah, I drove back from. He's still fiddling with his phone. I Don't know, worry a, about me. I I can do this. Let, let's you and I have a conversation, Cody. Okay. So, so yeah, we'll I drove. Uh, for- finished the tournament. Uh, Bassmaster Open. We'll talk more about that uh, later on in the show, but. I got in the truck and, uh, you know, I thought, well, I'll stop somewhere along the way. And then you get a little bit further down the road. Then you get a little more excited about being One home. More I hadn't exit. been home in yeah. weeks, you know, mm-hmm. I home for a couple of days and then I left again. And, and, uh, I'm like, man, I can get a little bit further. I can get a little bit further. Well, shoot, I'm going to pay for a room for, you know, four hours. That doesn't make any sense. So, I uh, I drove through. I stopped at one rest stop. I knew I was going to stop and take a nap. Was it a sketchy rest stop, or did you look for a good uh, one? I mean, no. What? I mean, I looked. There were uh, good Google reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anybody Google review a rest stop. Three three point six stars on uh on this rest and stop. some flames. And yeah. of course, it was in Louisiana. I'd made it through Mississippi, made it through Alabama, made it through Mississippi. This is after fishing a tournament where I'm up at Were five. Were you on 10? Did you take the 10 route? No, or did I, you dropped go down, I dropped down to 20. To 20. Uh-huh. Um, no, no. Yeah, 10. I dropped down to 10. Oh, 20 is up above. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I took 10. I dropped down on 59 to 20 mm-hmm. and, uh, and brought that on drive. home. But, well, I'll talk more about it, too. The hurricane destruction driving through that mm. uh, way, the, just the eye-opening. I talked about it a little bit last week when I called yeah. in. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, so I'm thinking, yeah, I need to get a couple hours of sleep, and it's getting later, and my eyes are getting heavier. And uh, so I pull into this 3.6-star rest stop, <laughs> Google reviews, uh. and uh, beautiful 
uh, RV, brand new RV and and Chevy truck are parked over there, and they got their leveling bars down on the RV, so you know that you know they're camping out for the night. So I pull up right next to them. We got two Chevys, a bass boat, and <laughs> an RV. It looks like you know we're traveling together. Don't mess with us. We're okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of potential bullets between us, and uh, yeah. and so I I I. I you know, lay there, and I, I actually pair my phone to my laptop because after driving and being so tired, a lot of times your mind just continues to sure, go, and you no, can't sleep. No. That was the other reason I didn't want to get a room and sit there and lay awake, mm-hmm. you know, for two hours, frustrated. So uh, I watched a couple fishing videos, not that I had enough fishing <laughs> going on, and kind of relaxed. and Shocking. And I started dozing off, and uh, about 20 minutes after dozing off, I get startled with, Apparently, the parking lot there <clears throat> next to me, all those semis that I thought mm. were all semis backed in sleeping or, yeah. you know, resting, hence the rest stop, were all like Culver's food delivery trucks that uh. tend to leave about 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> and hey, uh, so they're hooking up their trailers. And so anyway, there was no sleeping there. Uh, so I got back on the road. And you, another... you posted on the Google review, right? <laughs> no, yeah, not yet. Do, do not stop here after one o'clock a.m. <laughs> yeah. If you plan on sleeping on the right side of the parking lot, uh, so and I thought the RV guys, man, they were smart. They had their generator hooked up. I could hear it in the bed of their truck, so you know their AC was running or their heater or whatever. And uh, and so they it probably drowned out all the noise. They didn't hear anything in that RV. I thought about knocking on the door, saying, "Hey, man, you got a I, when you were telling you me over? that you." Pulled up next to him and all that. I was thinking, you didn't. No, you did. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Don't think it didn't Hello? cross my mind. Like, let me stand outside my truck and kind of check Look. stuff around for a little bit. Maybe <laughs> they'll be like, hey, man, we got an extra couch. Come on in. <laughs> we wow. had an extra T-bone we cooked tonight on the <laughs> Traeger. <laughs> like, okay. Be like that movie RV. Yeah. Have you so, seen it with Robin Williams? Anyways. So, uh. <laughs> Anyway, I get another uh, two hours down the road at that point. It's 3 a.m. You're in Houston by now, right? I am on the... No, not quite You're Houston. You're not there? No, but I am in Texas. Texas. Okay, Orange or Beaumont? I don't know. It didn't matter. No, I got, <laughs> I got through Orange because Orange stinks, man. Yeah, I was like, you yeah. can't pull over and sleep in Orange, so I'm going to the next town. And... Uh, which is weird. I know, there's like refineries or something. There's yeah, some yeah. smells there mm-hmm. that not very pleasant sometimes. So uh, I like stopping. Beautiful fighter. town. Great fishery. <laughs> the <laughs> smell of the air is not fresh. The fish all have two heads. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, made it to the next little town, whatever, wherever I was. I don't have any idea. You had it was to three get o'clock back, in the morning. You had to get back at like seven a.m. or something. It was twenty. At this point, by the time I pulled in the second rest stop, I had been awake for uh, 23 hours. There's no straight. turning back then, is there? You no. just well, up. you just you... know that your your schedule is going to be a little off. So I pull in the next rest stop, and uh, I do not turn on my fishing videos. I find a corner that is lit up, you know, in this rest stop and mm-hmm. kind of safe looking. And... Uh, of course, I've got a four 40, stars. Okay. I got a four forty cow in my lap. 
lay my chair, lay my my uh, seat back in my truck, pull out my fluffy down feathered vest, and uh, next thing I know, it's six fifteen, and the sun's coming up. Two well, and a half no, hours. It's interesting because our tournament was taken off at six forty five a.m. after oh. the sun was way up. Well, I get to Texas. I'm a lot further west. Yep, and it comes up later, yeah, by 45 and that's, minutes. And it was like 6.15. I'm like, the sun's not even beginning to come. Why is it so dark? What is going? I was so confused. Who am I? Where is this? <laughs> and why is this guy in my truck? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sorry. I, I pull, up at, uh, pull up at the house at 9 a.m., and that's where my day started yesterday 9 a.m yeah and by yeah. nine by 10 you're He's working probably doing over something. at the job yeah checking on your barno yeah. project hey uh well, well it's good to have you back <clears throat> cr good to be back yeah yeah so glad you made it and um that's an adventure of mighty consequence right there um be glad to uh, hear some more about the fishing trip and how all that tournament went down. It was uh, a hard a hard fishing trip, uh, or a hard fish out there on the BASS tour. We'll get more from Cody on that. Hey, McBride's Guns, talking about a forty cal. You're looking for anything related to firearms. McBride's Guns is the place to go. They are an Austin family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealer dealer looking for your personal carry or referral class one place mcbride's guns you'll find mcbride's in the same place they've been for years the corner of 30th and lamar call them 512-472-3532 or online at mcbridesguns.com mcbride's guns is our hometown gun shop all right coming up next we'll talk a little bit of fishing and plus your news of the weird all that and more on the number one outdoor radio show in texas you're listening to it live right here or catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. I'm good. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Time's running out during the final days of Nile Maxwell's Ram Power Days at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. And we have hundreds priced right, 20, 20 Rams to choose from. If your truck's packing on the miles and the AC isn't cutting that Texas heat like it used to, perfect time to trade that old thing in no matter what offer you get we'll beat it no matter the deal on the new car you've got we'll beat it and that's the same promise we've been making for over 35 years to beat any competitor's price on a new vehicle in central texas just bring us the deal and we'll beat it come see for yourself why we've been again awarded the 2020 jd power customer first award for excellence during the ram power days and now maxwell supercenter Get all the information online at NileMaxwellSuperCenter.com. Oh, man. Yes, we are back uh, from real, real fishing news now we get. Gadsden, Alabama, where the Bassmaster Open uh, Series is taking shape there in Gadsden, Alabama. A lot of uh, shakeup, I think, with Angler of the Year points. A lot of guys, a lot of pros have either been fishing from the major league fishing trail or 
over 30 pros had left the FLW Tour to uh, try and qualify for the Bassmaster Elite Series through the Open. So the names of names, the biggest names in fishing, are fishing the Bassmaster Open Series this year. And it's made mm. it, uh, you know, kind of a, a whirlwind of uh, traveling stars from all trails uh, fishing in this one series. So it's... It's neat, you know, to get to fish against maybe some of the guys that I haven't fished against. Uh, most of them I fished against at some point or another. But, you know, your big names nowadays, Scott Martins, Jason Christie's, all those guys are out there you know, and uh, trying to qualify. Well, maybe not Jason Christie necessarily, but <laughs> rumor is a lot of these guys are trying to qualify for the Bassmaster Elite Series. You got 30 guys, too, that have left a tour-level league trying to qualify for another tour level league and so their livelihood is really on the line and it's i mean they're only going to take 12 guys so why are they switching what what why are they going from one well there's been a lot of mix-up and 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 then that kind of gets bass nerdy we can get all into that you know on a different they show. aren't feeling comfortable <laughs> different, a different show. show a whole different podcast <laughs> yeah, like, a whole, like, like like somebody else's show bassnerd.com uh, but okay. uh you you listen to those shows if you're at all interested is my point um already but uh, uh, the average listener right right now i just was interested why if there's a way to sum it up uh, I, I'm no, a, I have a theory years. though i have a theory though that your theory? the the um the the bassmaster classic has and forever will be the top of bass fishing and I don't care what major league fishing or all these other yeah, guys. There may be a bunch of cool stuff, but every angler, at least the ones today that are professional level, um, their heart's desire. One of the things that drove them into bass fishing was the Bassmaster Classic. That goes without saying. No matter who you are, where you are in bass fishing, the Bassmaster yeah. Classic is the Super Bowl of bass fishing. So. Uh, anyway, and the winner of each event, given that you fish every tournament in that given series, uh, qualifies automatic qualification to fish the Bassmaster Classic. So I was really only 70 places away from qualifying for the Bassmaster Classic. (laughs) So you you say there's a chance. You're telling me there's there's a chance. chance. I only needed to catch another 13 pounds of bass, which on that lake could take two weeks. Uh, so we were in Gadsden, Alabama, on the Coosa River, Lake Neely Henry. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful area. Mountain, well, what we call mountains, what somebody from the mountains calls little foothills. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the lake on the lower end, just surrounded by mountains and uh, beautiful houses, new houses going up all over. I was thinking, where is this unemployment that I don't see anywhere? If somebody wants to work, there's a lot of work going on. Uh, new houses being built all over the lake. I mean, the ha- the houses that are there, beautiful. Uh, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous lake. We weren't there at quite the best time, uh, given that our tournaments have been pushed around and moved around and all that, trying to fit around this whole new uh deal that we got going on you know all over the world uh but uh, <laughs> so it, we weren't necessarily there at the best time we were close i could tell it was starting to fire off it was getting close but uh the the coosa river spotted bass if you're in a 
if you're an angler at all, add that one to your list if you hadn't done it already. Because those suckers See, and I pull hadn't... like a freight train. It's a whole species, kind of like the Guadalupe bass here in Central <clears throat> Texas. They're their own species, except yeah. for unlike the Guadalupe bass, they get up to, you know, five plus pounds and can be three to five pounds. Not a lot of those yeah. caught this week. There were some three pounders I saw caught. I think five five was big bass of the tournament. And I believe that was a largemouth. But they have them on the Coosa River chain. Neely Henry may not be the place to go if you want to do that, but they have them. And uh, so anyway, but you said you said you fishery. saw tons of uh, bait everywhere. Yeah, it's the fall bait deal. Right, there was bait from the main river to the very back of creeks, all the way back, and big bait. That's kind of what surprised me. Usually, you know, this time of year, the bait's maybe smaller or you're, uh, you know, fry. you're fishing little tiny little baits yeah. and things like that. Uh, no. No, these this bait is, I mean, the size. Are you talking two or three inches? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, they had giant shad jumping out of the water. And so. Uh, they That's like those baits they use in California, those big old... Sh- well, not quite that big, but yeah. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They use those huge shiner baits or whatever in California. Rainbow black. trout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's why the fish get big there. But uh, anyway, Gadsden, Alabama, Bassmaster Open uh, Tournament, very rough uh, event. To catch a limit two days in a row was a feat in itself. Uh, most anglers did not do that. Very few anglers did that, actually. Uh, I caught a limit the first day and was one short the second day, and, and it cost me uh, some money, just a couple pounds, you know, back from the money line. And uh, it took the the uh, winner ended up weighing 13 pounds, 11 pounds, and then 9 pounds, you know, kind of a 10-pound, just barely over 10-pound average a day to win and uh cody bird actually won it he's a texas boy granberry texas he's been around <clears throat> for many years a legend in texas has fished uh tour events has fished anything and everything this guy is very soft-spoken uh god-fearing man that uh has just been in the fishing world and i've watched him you know i mean i've watched him for since i started fishing uh tournaments and, and he doesn't know me from adam but uh, I've I've kept an eye on him. I've kept an eye on him. He said he had. He, he said it's this is his first win in a very long time. He's had two second place finishes, a third, a fourth, two fifths, a sixth, and three sevenths in the last <laughs> several years. But he hadn't closed the deal on winning one. So uh, amazing uh, to see him win yesterday. That was a good win and 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 well deserved. I love you know. I may complain about it and gripe about it and get frustrated about a tough event like this was. I mean, this was a tough event. Some of the biggest names in bass fishing, you know, didn't catch a limit in two days. The biggest names. And uh, I think these tough events, though, where the fish are really just not set up right and hard to catch and hard to find and you can't just run like one pattern you can't just say i'm throwing a spinnerbait by stumps that's my deal or you know whatever it is 
uh, you really got to have, I mean, I ended up each day with 10 plus rods on my deck with, you know, different baits for different scenarios and different places. But, uh, these are the, these are the events to win because you don't have to catch a mega bag. You don't have to catch 30 pounds of bass, which is rarely done by the average guy, if ever in a lifetime. And, uh, so I like I like these hard events. I think it's challenging. I would probably, if I didn't catch any fish at all, I'd probably be griping a little more about it. But <laughs> I think they're the ones to win for a guy like me. You know, I'm not I'm not your trophy fish angler, you know, and I don't think everybody is. So these hard events, if you take the right mindset behind it, say, dang, man, this one's going to be brutal to even get a bite this is my event to win, you know, that's, that's how you got to look at it. And so it's good eye opener and reminder that, uh, no matter how tough it is, there's going to, somebody's going to win and somebody's why gonna, not you, right? Somebody's going <laughs> to win. And, and you have a, you have a, a great opportunity to win if you stumble across, you know, a good bite or two. And that's all it really made the difference. You know, <clears throat> a couple of good bites, three well, pounders. And, and I know that you, um, you've talked about it for a long time and you've experienced it for years that a whole bunch of this is putting your mind into the right place. I mean, it's, it's like all mental. It's, it, it's a, hmm. it's a grind. I mean, you, you're spending six, seven days away from home before the tournament even starts, just trying to get there and, and setting up and you're sleeping in a different bed and your food intake and everything all of us, is off us a little bit. All and, of us know how to fish. All of us know how to fish. And we all have practice, and we all have an idea come tournament time what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, where we're going to do it. It's just a matter of are you going to put your – and that's, I think, part of what takes you to that next level is putting your mind in a place where you can make decisions on the fly and not just get, oh, that is terrible. I ain't get a bite nowhere, you know? Because <laughs> so you're not going to get a bite. That's me after about 11 o'clock. On <laughs> being a positive, positive attitude, Yeah, and right? staying with it because it only takes a couple minutes, you know, to, to really load the boat. So, anyway, it's a, it was a grinder tournament. Looking forward to the last one here in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I'll be up at Lake Louisville here in Texas. Could be 20 degrees, could be 95 degrees. Fishing's <laughs> going to be absolutely terrible perfect i'm told again so i got another shot yeah so you're telling me there's a chance hey archery country oh my goodness gracious full full into archery hunting right now for the deer uh in on the ranch and uh man i i i have confidence in my gear because i spent time at archery country getting my arrows right getting my uh, Bo checked out. Everything's good. I just need that deer to come in just a little bit closer, <laughs> and I'm going to stick him. The staff and owners are at Archery Country aren't just part-time shooters. They're avid bow hunters and 3D shooters that hunt and compete. Archery Country has Austin's only full-size range. Crossbow? They got them. Archery Country has the best brands. 8121 Research Boulevard there in Austin. Uh, AustinArcheryCountry.com, AustinArcheryCountry.com, and you can get everything you need to get geared up for bow season. News of the weird, game warden fill notes, all that more, plus a whole nother hour of the Outdoor Zone coming up. You've got 
the number one outdoor radio show in Texas right here. Catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, thank you, Road Rash. Regulators, welcome. Good morning. Shout out to all you first responders out there. We stand with the blue, stand with our firefighters. Um, we got your back. If, we, if you need us, we'll roll with you. Um, everybody at Sun Automotive is here to help you with your auto repair and maintenance needs. They're a full-service, family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission services, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service Repair Shop nearest you. And we got them all around Central Texas, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway. 1206 Ranch Road 620. Follow them at sunautoservice.com. They're also on Facebook with lots of specials and uh, maintenance deals, uh, maintenance tips. Uh, sunautoservice.com. Now it's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. So I have um, <clears throat> I have seen photographs of bear in all different places around Texas. Rumor has it they were in Central Texas at one point, and uh, I've seen photos of them in rock quarries around. San Antonio area and a little bit further south. They're they're definitely in uh, Big Bend area and mm. uh, just on the other in the mountains, just on the other side of the border. Um, and so anytime, oh, and in East Texas. And so anytime I hear about bear in Texas, I just get a little excited. Um, you want to get one of them bear? Don't I don't you? think there. I don't think there is a season. I don't think there's a legal. No, I think they're pr- no. in the state of Texas. Right. But Texas Parks and Wildlife uh, Department officially responded to a call about a black bear found on a roof of a house in West Texas, according to a Facebook post from the department. The bear sighting occurred on October 11th at a residence in Sanderson, which is about 95 miles east of Big Bend National Park. Chase McCrory, Texas Parks and Wildlife biologist, took photos of the bear switch over here the black oh, bear black bear and shared it with Texas Parks and Wildlife Trans Pecos Wildlife District's Facebook page <laughs> last week in the post the district wrote the black bear was displaying typical feeding behavior for this time of year adding that the animal did what it could with the pecans that were on the roof of the house that's did why you say, it was up there. did you call them pecans pecans yeah not pecans 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 Pecan, pecan. 
That's a, a pecan with an allergy. <laughs> uh, according to Texas Parks and Wildlife, black bears are protected and a rare species in Texas. The mammals are opportunistic feeders and will eat almost anything available. Up to 90% of bears' diet is vegetable material, which includes nuts, fruits, berries, and pecans. Black bears are mainly found in West Texas. I'm leaving you in alone. desert scrub or woodland habitats within the scattered mountain ranges, predominantly the Chisos and the Chisos and the Guadalupe Mountains. Anyway, that's black Us- bear. Usually, when you see these or mountain lions, it's like, dude, look at this picture my buddy sent me. Right? I mean, and you're like, oh, cool. But I've never seen an actual black bear or mountain lion lion picture from the source who took it. Oh, it's always third party, huh? Always. A hand me down How about somewhere. You? How uh, many times have you when's the last time and who was it that you saw an did, actual photo from a bear in Texas oh. or a mountain lion in did Texas. You, did you see, <laughs> did you see <laughs> that? You're right. You are right. I, I've seen him in, uh, um, we were in Tennessee. I'm going to find the source. No, we were in Tennessee, and we they were in our back backyard where we were in that mountain cabin. Did um, you saw all them? Oh, yeah, they were, they were a did family. Did you get a picture? We took a video of it, and we okay. threw popcorn at them. Did you see the... Uh, the spoof video on the cougar coming down the trail. <laughs> it was a spoof? It ended up being a spoof? No, no. The So the live cougar animal thing was yeah. taken. Okay. But then they had the spoof of oh. some yeah, older some lady yeah. <laughs> coming out of the woods. <laughs> some young guy. With a cougar? Yeah, that was the cougar Was Cody on, on that? Oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. But that was real. We, well, it was real in a way, right? Yeah, she we was real, all right. Week. She yeah. was going after that young guy like crazy. <laughs> so, wow. either nobody? Nobody in here? Straight from I the source you, photo? I, uh, in Tennessee, in Colorado. <laughs> I'm talking about Texas. I've never seen a no, bear. I don't in go Texas. I don't go north of the Mason. I've seen I've I've had glimpses of uh, in South Texas. I've seen uh the backside of a mountain lion going into the into the brush and I've seen some stuff but slash n- golden retriever. N- no. <laughs> Were you wearing your glasses at the time <laughs> yeah. or not? The one guy no, wearing I, glasses in this room has I seen saw, one. I did see. At 200 yards walking into the brush. Just the backside uh, as it went away. You know, in our neighborhood, that green belt, 300 acres there, uh, there was a deer that was taken and it was windpipe was pulled out. Just right here and right at the lower part of the of the neck. And the haunches were eaten out a little bit. Buzzard. You don't no, 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 no way. No, they got was... to the haunches because there was an arrow that had broken the skin, and that was the easiest part for the buzzards to get into. No, there were buzzards on it when they found and it. And you, I have noticed, only have two arrows in your archery and you quiver. <laughs> and you started with three. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we think right. that it was attacked, and that's how they do it. They reach right, around, so I they would grab just the like... jugular or the windpipe, and they rip it out, right? That's how I do it. That's how I do it. Whatever. Uh, so I, uh, oh I would gosh. challenge challenge you if you've got firsthand knowledge of any of this a stuff. A bear Sydney, or a cougar. Any, firsthand. In Texas, not, from your phone, your camera. Not your buddy. Send it to the outdoors. It, put it on a Facebook page. Not a friend thing. of a friend. Not a friend. You. Uh, uh, unless 
unless it's your mother. You can send your mom's <laughs> pictures. Can <laughs> we believe those? A cougar? No, I don't believe that. <laughs> no, no, God, yeah, yeah, yeah man. I was thinking you, you meant that too. For? We had a. Anyway. You wouldn't have said that a month ago when your mom was still around. You call oh, talking man. about cougars and stuff. Hey, wow. uh, she'd have had you. Uh, <laughs> I do have a news of the weird though. So. Uh, I gotta well, I gotta tell you on the it's flip at side. That, uh, oh. Rest stop in Alabama. <laughs> no, it's it was kind of weird. It was a funny story uh, about practicing by myself in the back of a creek in uh, Alabama. So. With, with their fiddles hey, or shout out, music? Down, 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 down. shout out to Georgia Grandma. She's uh, listening to the show this whoop, morning. Granny. We'll be there. Pick you up, Grandma, here in just, Is just she coming? a week. Yeah, she's going to be here right. in a week. Uh, hey, Austin's hot, and we're going to take her to Shore Raw Barn Grill. Mm, an absolute yeah. must. Uh, boy, every week they they post something special on there. One week it was steak. This week it was crab legs. And King Crab Legs and Mrs. Graney is just about nuts about those king crab legs over at shore raw bar and grill our amazing friends at shore are serving regional coastal cuisine combining flavors from texas louisiana and mexico and don't forget all their seafood is flown in fresh every week they hand pick their oysters for the oyster bar which they have an oyster selection like no other place in austin their fish is all fresh flown in each week uh join us for the live music on the patio Rick, uh, Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider want to invite you to Shore Raw Barn Grill, Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y in the Oak Hill. Shore Raw Barn Grill. Go to shoreatx.com for details. Game Warden Field Notes up next. You get it only one place right here. It is the Outdoor Zone, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hello, I'm Forrest Dale Wood, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. It's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12.50 yards away. But I got a different kind of hunting on my mind. I got my baby up in my All right. Welcome back to the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Uh, you are the regulators that... Ride with us every week. We appreciate you. Make sure you go to our Facebook page, the Outdoor Zone Facebook page, and check us out. Share our podcast with your friends on all the podcast platforms. Tailgate savings are happening now at Nile Maxwell GMC, and you can tailgate like a pro this season in a new GMC with greater accessibility and more features than anything else in its class, like the 2020 Sierra 1500 with the Multi-Pro Tailgate. It's more than just a tailgate. Like a multi-purpose tool, it can be configured and positioned to function in several ways to protect uh, perfect for any game day or Workday. The Central Texas uh, General Manager Tom Gammon and his staff believe that going the extra mile extends beyond the dealership and the purchase of your new vehicle is the start of your relationship, not the end. Come join the family at Nile Maxwell GMC and find your new vehicle today. Exit 256 in Round Rock. See dealer for details or check them out. NileMaxwellGMC.com. We are professional grade. Now it's time for this week's Game Warden Field Notes. Bad thoughts, what you want, what 
These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. All right, this Game Warden Field Notes coming to you from Florida, Florida Everglades. NOAA's official law enforcement is conducting an investigation involving the death of six critically endangered small-toothed sawfish in Everglades City, Florida. An employee with the Everglades National Park reported the dead sawfish and the two dead bonehead sharks to the NOAA. What does that stand for? NOAA. NOAA. National Organization. Of National Oceanic. Oh, that's right. You know, the two, guy that do uh, hurricanes. Something, and something. Two of the sawfish are missing their ro- rostra saws. One other had its meat removed, leaving only the carcass. The animals were found along a causeway between the Everglades City and Chukolski Island, Florida. A sawfish biologist from Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission We'll perform a necrospy. A, w- a really necro- technical scientific thing. That means thing. they're going to cut I it should, open and figure out what it is. It is not rocket science. I should. Uh, I can tell you from this On picture, the animals to try to determine the cause of death. I can tell you from the picture that the uh, cause of death, you can the cause of death uh, is 100% obvious. So they're all laid up in the mud as the water has retreated. Uh, it looks like a boat launch kind of no, access. It's, no, it's just off the road. It's low tide. You think and they're they got laying caught? in the mud. They got caught in the... Yeah, no. they were just up shallow, and the tide dropped out. That's all it is. I think yeah. they got stuck. Small? No, I don't think so. Come I on, think these got caught. They're, Small tooth they're endangered. Why do you think they're endangered? <laughs> and one of them's called a bonehead. <laughs> When's the last time you took bonehead as a compliment? Hey, bonehead. And you did it, and that you got wow. that compliment because you did something smart. <laughs> yeah. Come they on. were once found in the Gulf of Mexico from Texas to Florida along the east coast from Florida to North Carolina. Their distribution has decreased greatly in U.S. waters over the past century. Today, the species is generally only found off the coast of Florida, especially southwest Florida, where sawfish give birth. They reproduce every other year and give birth to just 7 to 14 young. The loss of the six animals nearly equivalent to one mother's entire litter. $20,000 reward leading to the criminal conviction or assessment of civil penalties. There goes the Cody's. sawfish. The sawfish, you think it's because of like sharp teeth and all that, but really it's because you saw the fish because it's been dumb Man, and you, ended up on the bank you're in the mud. It. The small, and the tide small fell out. And they all died. The first marine fish to receive federal protection as an endangered species. What? So National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They're strange looking. They're strange looking. But uh, yeah, they used to be here. Is what they're saying. No. So this is like, this is like finding a bunch of loggerhead turtles and and deer in East Texas somewhere on a back road. How'd we get there? Let's let's <laughs> talk about just like and some you thought my Florida, comments were off. This is some Florida Everglade <laughs> redneck. Eat just no. they went out, they went fishing, they caught these things, and then they one of them they meted out to cut the saws off the other ones. 
No, they and didn't. then they just—they're all still whole. Well, I see the saws on them. The, what happened is the tide fell out, and the, the boneheaded fish just that, didn't even pay that attention. Bonehead, where do you think they got that comment from? Where did that way. comment come from? Coming closer to home, two Travis County game wardens were patrolling Decker Lake. They still call it Decker Lake. I don't think Walter so. Walter Elong. Yeah, I Walter like Elong. Formula. Game. I'm uh, glad that Texas Parks and Wildlife calls it by its correct name. Decker Lake. When they encountered two different groups of men fishing with cast nets from boats and a jet ski. Oh my! Upon further investigation, the game warden found both groups in possession of multiple game fish, including bass and crappie. The wardens took possession of the fish and donated them to a family on shore. Multiple citations and civil restitution. Hey, you want these? I, I just how does that I've donation seen, no, go? I've seen them do it. They just yeah. Like, they and go so it's they, in their face. They're like, "Hey, I'm going to give these to well, that." They're just trying to make right a decision to uh, not waste the fish, and you they know, found we, a little family there fishing, and they gave them to them. And those guys are meatheads. I've seen that happen. I've seen. Uh, I've been. I've not been, bonehead. I've been on Decker and uh, wanted to try and catch some of the. Uh, bass and and uh, and they, there's some striper there and uh, threw a cast net trying to catch some bait and caught a crappie or a white bass or something in there and you don't keep any of that stuff. No, 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 that no, no. What a bonehead move. A Calhoun County game warden was patrolling Matagorda Bay in early morning hours when he saw numerous commercial shrimp boats traveling into the bay. The warden observed them for a while when he saw the boats turn their navigation and deck lights off. With the use of night vision, the warden determined that the boats had dropped their nets in the water and begun shrimping. Two commercial shrimp boat captains were issued citations for shrimping at night, and all resources returned to Matagorda. Why didn't you start this off with, shrimping ain't easy? Shrimping ain't easy, son. Yeah, what? and you know, why do you always talk about the white boots, the white shrimp boots? Shrimping ain't easy, son. And why Why does every, along the coast, every bait shop is the weirdest place you'd ever want to go? If you want to go have a good laugh, go in a bait shop. I really don't think they're try, weird at all. I don't think they're weird either. They're always and I don't, weird. They're actually and very I, comfortable and going I don't to most laugh, bait shops. I don't laugh in there no, at, at those poor people who are working their tails off to try and make a living. I go in there and I just odd. feel like, man, I could sit here and hang out with this guy for the, like ever. That's never been my, uh, no, it's always some I've, I've weird. Wanted, I've wanted a pair of white boots for years. I actually uh, just walk around with those and that's made it. an offer on a shrimp boat in a bait shop uh, the other day. Okay, Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to work out now, didn't it, Bubba Gump? Yeah, he did. That, that is true. <laughs> yeah. But are you saying you, every your, your experiences on the coast at a bait shop buying shrimp has been normal? There aren't. Interesting people. It's not normal. normal. There's interesting people that are there. Maybe the common denominator is Walmart lately. (laughs) Well, it's like a Walmart. That's a weird place to go. Have you figured out what the common denominator is? If you are the only one that thinks the bait shop is weird, maybe Mm. the common denominator, you and the bait shop, you and the bait shop, you and the bait shop. Boom. I'm no, thinking it's you this, is the weird this one. This one had a Colorado boy. Colorado. That's how they say it. That's Colorado how we say boy. It. That's how we say it. You talk. Go call up a Denver Yankee station boy. right now. Yankee call boy. Up a Den- go call go somebody call, in Denver yeah, right now. Right now, and they'll send you a picture of what it's really 
<laughs> what are, what it really sounds like. How to picture. say Denver. <laughs> they'll, but they'll show you how one, to say it. This one bait shop we went into, there's a cat in there. And so Chris asked, hey, what's your cat's name? That ain't my cat. <laughs> That's what the lady's voice was like. And then she looked at that ain't my cat. And they had a goose in a pen, a, a wooden just slatted white picket fence. I, you still front. haven't said anything four, weird. I'm That's trying to figure out the weird four. part. That's weird. That is weird. And the people are just you want to know something funny? a little off. So I'll tell you something funny. So A goose in a box. So. We At the beginning of the summer, House, late keep spring, them? We, uh, yeah, where do you think they're getting their golden eggs from, dude? Uh, I bet everybody in there we, thinks that. We, bought, we bought a bunch of chickens laying hens at the beginning of the summer. And, you know, they got to get to a certain size before they start laying eggs. So we had these, uh, we, we started off with like 10. And then something got in there and killed a few, and then our dogs killed a few, and then some of them got out and flew into the apartment complex down the road. And oh, so, that's nice. But we're down to three, and they're big, dude. I mean, they're like 20 pounds. I mean, they're huge. <laughs> they're the, frying weight. No, they're, they're like freakishly big. And finally, the other day, we look in there, Mrs. Graney looks in there, and there's two eggs. Like all right, after finally, ten, yeah. After ten I mean, this chicken's probably the most expensive eggs we've ever had, but we got eggs, and then uh, and uh, but I go out there yesterday morning, and uh, <laughs> I go out there early, you know, super early. Sun's just coming up. Got my coffee, putting on my tennis shoes, getting ready to go for a run, and I heard this. <laughs> One a- or two of them are roosters, <laughs> and that is her biggest. Pet peeve is like these better not be roosters. I'm not getting up to that every day. They ain't day. laying eggs, are they? And I oh. just thought. And so I went in, and I was, I was on my way out the the door to go run, and uh, I said, "You up?" And she goes, "Yeah." I said, "You need to go check on your roosters. <laughs> <laughs> They're crowing." Like, oh my god! So what you're saying is you're having chicken for lunch today, right? <laughs> yeah, gonna get uh, rid of them roosters. There's just nothing funnier. I just thought that was hilarious. See, chickens are just not quite worth it. And I bet you've had more eggs, but I bet you got your rat snake or something living around there. I don't care. That's eating them all. I I really like having chickens and getting fresh eggs. I really, yeah, really like that. it sounds like, like it's not a very uh, net, productive, net worthy. Net, net, you're not netting a whole lot of return on that investment. That's a it's long. Oh, it's, it's a just, lifestyle. That's it is, what it is. It it's is. a lifestyle. Come on, man. Know? Come on, man. I, I don't like chickens. <laughs> Come on, get my shrimp and boots on, and we're gonna go down come and get on, some shrimp man. and grab a chicken. Oh, come on! And we man. got a duck in the front. No, a goose in a four by four. Hey, there's what no thing? better way to ensure a successful for, farmer ranch operation than have a safe and well built equipment that can that you can rely on. For years to come. Our buddies over at farmranchstore.com are the guys we go to when we need farm and ranch equipment for handling equipment, ranching equipment, fencing, feeders, rodeo arenas. We're proud to offer you the top quality products available on the farm and ranch market today. These guys have all the top brands. And you, if you own a piece of dirt, you need to know farmranchstore.com that's where the landowner goes to get work done all right on the flip side we got a whole another hour of your favorite outdoor radio show right here uh i want to tell you uh, 
a funny and a scary story from my travels on the flip side. Sounds uh, like a Joe Dirt story. No, here, I'm telling huh? you, man. Come on, man. Come one on, of them man. was one of them was really weird, and one of them reminded me of you, Beefsteak. We'll talk about that wow. on the flip side. You get it only one place right here. It is the Outdoor Zone. Catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.